Hey, welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I am your host, Chris Robinson, and today we have a special episode. We're doing this one a little bit different. Just um, so I'm going to do, yeah, a little. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do more episodes like this also where it's just me and a much more experienced comic um, to kind of get a different Thank you for not saying things. old. I appreciate yeah, that. The <laughs> <laughs> more experienced. That was very, that was very yeah. kind of you. So today we have Duncan J. Who What's is up, everybody? A Brevard County legend who's been here for a very long time. Um, no, I mean, you, you say it like, I don't know. Yeah, I have been here too long. <laughs> too long, I think. So to, to start off with, the reason why we're doing this is on January 6th, you have... Yes, that January 6th. It is, uh, but, but, but in 2003, that January 6th didn't mean anything to anybody except to me, which is my comedy birthday or anniversary. And so, uh, January 6, 2003 was the very first time I took the stage as a non-open micer. Uh, uh, so that's my official, what I consider my official comedy birthday. And so how do you define a non-open micer? As in that I, it wasn't an open mic that I was on stage and mm-hmm. I, I got paid for it and, okay. and it yeah. was, it was a legit like show. Mm-hmm. Like, like so uh, showcase. It was a showcase. Well, it was yeah. actually a, um, a, okay, so... We'll get into that in a minute, but it was mm-hmm. basically the show itself was <clears throat> was ba- um, a variety show mm-hmm. that we, me, and a few other people had put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that had it had stand up, it had improv, it had sketch comedy, it had musical comedy, and we did it every Monday. Every Monday start, and the January sixth was our very first show. Mm-hmm. And so every Monday for nine months, we did a completely different show. It was like our own uh-huh. little SNL. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we stopped at nine months is because the venue, uh, like they sold it into mm-hmm. uh, to it became a gay bar. Oh. And so they were like, we have our own entertainment. You guys can <laughs> scoot. Yeah. You know. So it was just like you know we would have kept it going. And I'm still in touch with all those people to this day. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so that was two thousand three. Yes. So you've been doing stand up. This is twenty years. It'll be twenty years. Yes. And when you started, that was here. No, no, this was in New York. I started okay. in New York. Okay. Um. So I'll give you. My, here's here's how I got into comedy. Um. Since it's all about me, I guess. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. So uh, initially, I was I I didn't I love stand up. I've always loved stand up. Always been a fan. You know, like like in in junior high school, I I had raw memorized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Delirious, memorized. Like mm-hmm. I'd go, and and my uncle showed it to me. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the school, you know, and mm-hmm. in the library before classes and stuff like that. I'd be doing Eddie Murphy <laughs> for all the other kids because they yeah. hadn't seen it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "I got some ice cream," yeah. you know. What <laughs> I mean, the whole bit and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, verbatim, I had that thing memorized, but I never saw myself as a comic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I saw myself as an actor. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did when I was in, you know, junior high and high school. I got, you know, accolades. You know, I got like districts. Uh, you know, I got state accolades. Like I got best actors in the state when I was mm-hmm. a uh, junior and a senior in high school. This is in Alabama. This is here in Florida. Oh, okay. I grew up in Merritt Island. Okay. I graduated. Well, I, I graduated see, from Merritt Island. So I get confused the Alabama part. Okay. I was born in Alabama. Okay. So I'm okay. not crazy. All right. No, so you're, you're not crazy. I was born in Alabama, and my mom got remarried when I was eight, okay. and we moved here okay. to Merritt Island. Mm-hmm. And so um, I graduated from Merritt Island High School. So it was the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. I got all these, you know, like accolades and stuff like that as an actor. So um, I ended up 
I didn't have really the best grades and stuff like that, so I didn't go to school right out of high school. I went to the Army. Mm -hmm. And then once I was out of the Army, uh, I got the GI Bill and all that stuff. And my mom even said she was going to help with school and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to audition at some schools in New York. Mm -hmm. So I went to audition for uh, Juilliard, for NYU Tisch, and the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Mm -hmm. And I actually got into all three. Oh, and uh, decided I went to the academy because, A, it was a two-year program. The other two were a four-year program. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get started right away. Mm -hmm. And the thing was is if you were going to school, mm -hmm. the, the stipulation was you were not allowed to work professionally while you were in classes. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that actually Robin Williams got kicked out of Juilliard. Mm -hmm. uh, because he was he was actually in the same class as uh, um, uh, uh, Christopher Reeves, the original mm -hmm. Superman. Yeah. Um, and the reason that he got kicked out is because he was being paid professionally as a comic. Mm -hmm. So he broke one of their stipulations. Hmm. But now he has an honorary doctorate because he was Robin Williams, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I went to the Academy, and mm -hmm. the American Academy of Dramatic Arts is a very prestigious school. Very, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's got, you know, Paul Rudd went there to mm -hmm. the L.A. Uh, uh, campus. Um, you know, Robert uh, Redford went there, Daniel DeVito. It's like the, the list is, is mm -hmm. huge. So um, I was excited to go there, and then you know, I, when I once I got out of that school, um, there was in two thousand one there was a SAG strike. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, got, I actually got a lot of work right out of school. Mm -hmm. It was like s at least six or seven months before I had to wait tables. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I was getting like you know some regional theater stuff, a couple of little mom and pop shop commercials on local mm -hmm. you know cable access stuff like mm -hmm. that, and then um, and then there was a SAG strike, and then mm -hmm. nine eleven happened. Boom, boom, right back to back. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a couple of my near misses was, I don't know if you remember the commercial, like, dude, you're getting Adele. Remember, that remember sounds that really familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, you, if you Google it, there's a little blonde, a skinny blonde kid. Was like yeah. his whole The whole campaign was, dude, you're getting Adele. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he did it like a surfer guy and stuff yeah. like that. I was up for that part. Oh. Um, yeah, it was me, him, and like a 13-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and he ended up getting it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I got, I was almost, I almost got that. I almost got the, the talking head for, um, for uh, the, the, um, the Mets version of MSG, like mm -hmm. the, their TV, yeah. uh, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, I was, the t I was up for that. Me and Joe DeRosa and Joe DeRosa got it. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. So uh, there was, in fact, we, we, we shared a cab back uh, like to, from the audition because we both lived in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was, uh, I was almost, I was this close to being turtle on, uh, entourage. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it came down to me and the other guy, Jerry Ferreira and Jerry Ferreira, I guess he had a cousin or a brother, somebody in his family knew Wahlberg and Wahlberg was the producer. So he mm -hmm. had a little bit of nepotism, you know, yeah. but, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's kind of okay. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I've never seen that dude do anything else. Right. <laughs> so... Um, but, uh, but, you know, I was, all the auditions, at, you know, right after the SAG strike and right after the 9-11, in fact, the guy from Dell mm -hmm. crossed the picket line to do the Dell commercials mm -hmm. and got blackballed and pretty much most of the money that he made from the Dell commercials, he ended up paying back to SAG to not be blackballed. Really? Yeah. In fact, uh, he got arrested for weed, really? like for mm -hmm. buying weed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, I, uh, he was... A couple of years after he got he got fired from that, I met him uh, in person. He was a, he was in a friend of mine's play. Mm -hmm. My my friend was a playwright, and I went to the play, and I was like, we were after the rap party, and everything. They were having drinks and stuff like that. And this, I was like, I was like, dude, I just got to ask you, why why didn't you just call the delivery service? You know, why? he's like, dude, I did. He's like, you don't know the, sto the whole story. He's like, bro. He's like, I I called my guy, 
and like I, my next door neighbor hated me mm-hmm. and he bought weed from the same dude so when he saw the guy come into my house mm-hmm. as soon as the the dealer left he called the cops mm-hmm. and I was like I'm just glad the cops got there before the coke guy came <laughs> <laughs> I was like whoa okay <laughs> so um but uh like 9-11 happened right after the SAG strike and I was like everything all the auditions all the any kind of commercial work anything kind of dried up for a little while you know mm-hmm. there, people were afraid to do anything so I was, I got, you know, kind of chained down to a desk job. I was doing a, uh, it was like nine to five. I was doing a salesman job for a entertainment company that uh, focused on bar mitzvahs and weddings and corporate mm-hmm. events. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was the guy there, man. It was great. <laughs> I was making good money and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got this creative itch about, you know, probably about six, seven months into it. I got this creative itch that needed to be scratched. So I looked in backstage, not back page. That's a completely yeah, different, different. Pro- uh, publication. <laughs> Uh, so I looked at backstage and I answered this audition that was for um, a, an improv group. Uh, and this was like the height of Whose Line Is It Anyway? You know, Wayne Brady, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so I was like, okay. Because I always liked doing the improv when I was in, 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 in school and everything. And so I went down, I auditioned for the thing. Um, I can't remember the name of the group, but it was, it was, we, we were called the Red Shirts because the lady that ran it, she made mm-hmm. us all wear red shirts so we could be set apart from the rest of everything Mm -hmm. and she was in hannah and her sisters Mm -hmm. uh, a woody allen movie Mm -hmm. and that was like the only that was her claim to fame Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. she she rode that credit for a minute (laughs) you know so um i went in there auditioned she liked me uh she let me in and then the fact that she she found out that i was um (laughs) sorry that's okay. Uh, the fact that she found out that I was an MC at wed- at bar mitzvahs and weddings and stuff like that, she actually allowed me to host a lot of the shows. Mm-hmm. And the reason I point that out is because this uh, she had a great little. She's got. I don't know if she's still doing it or not, but she had a great great hustle. Mm-hmm. Basically, what she would do is anybody that was in the show. It was always the early show at the New York Comedy Club down on uh, like Twenty Fourth Street between Second and Third, mm-hmm. and um, she would she would um, basically ask, you would pay t- her twenty dollars. She'd give you four tickets, mm-hmm. and you could either sell the tickets or mm-hmm. give them to your friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I sold the tickets at ten bucks a pop. I got my forty bucks. My I made I doubled my money. Mm-hmm. You know, but because I was a host, whenever she let me host, I didn't have to buy. The, I didn't have to pay the money. Mm-hmm. So um, I tried to host every time I was there. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, I did that for a little while, and it was good. And we were sitting in this club. We were at this club. You know, we we're the early show at the club. And every time we would get done with our show, there was always the guys. You know, at the door, they said, "Hey, you guys want to stick around? You just got. You don't have to pay a cover. Just a two drink minimum." I was like, "Nah, nah. I had other shit to do. You know, I was a performer. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to sit and watch somebody else perform." And then there was this one night I I I'd just broken up with this girl. And I didn't have anything to do, and I was kind of bummed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Screw it!" You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sit around and watch the show, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I sat down, I watched the show, and and there was like, it was a showcase. So there was probably mm-hmm. like eight performers, eight mm-hmm. comics on the show. I only remember two of them because I actually became friends with them. Uh, mm-hmm. like it was a, it was Angela Lozada, rest in peace, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was a- Adam Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. So they were both on the show. And they stuck out. That was like, I was like, oh, they're really good. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, I was watching the show. I was like, well, shit, I, I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm funnier than half these dudes right off the top of my head. If I mm-hmm. wrote some shit down, I could probably do this. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I started, you know, going around to open mics. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went to my first open mic, which was, I think I told you on, on the last, one of the shows yeah. before. <laughs> it was called the Tuesday Night Trainwreck. And it was uh, hosted by Joey Gay. 
and uh, and Joey uh, Joey's a very funny guy, but very funny dude. He was he, I think he was on one of the last seasons, like the last the the last season or the season before the last season of Last Comic Standing. Oh. And one of my favorite jokes that he does is he goes he goes Why are there no Palestinian baseball pitches? <laughs> These guys have been throwing uh-huh. rocks for three thousand years. <laughs> Not even one relief guy. Like I throw my screwball for the jihad, you know nothing. As uh, yeah, so Joey Joey was hosting it, and this place was great. I mean, you mm-hmm. are, if you've ever seen that, have you seen uh, Bronx Tale? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know that you know that that bar that he had where they locked the bikers in and beat the shit out of the mm-hmm. bikers. It's like mm-hmm. now you just can't leave, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So this was like that bar when you walk mm-hmm. in. So it's like whoa, okay, kind of. Like late sixties, you know, mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it, mm-hmm. and then you walk in, you go around the corner, and there's like this big black box theater. Like it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it sat like sixty people. Like it probably was an old burlesque show or something oh, like right. that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like little, like titty dancers or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you go in, and there was like the, it was packed. I mean, there was mm-hmm. there was asses in the seats. And then I found out that all those asses were other comics mm-hmm. trying to get on the show. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It was the worst mic ever. I mean, it really was. I mean, it was the worst, but hindsight, it was the best. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you'd go in there and you would, um, you would, you would sit there, and and if you got a chuckle off of one of your jokes, mm-hmm. that shit is gold. Mm-hmm. You know, I still there's there's still jokes that I have from that time. Like I'll still use them every once in a while. Like I'll pull, mm-hmm. I'll dust them off and pull them out of my back pocket. Mm-hmm. That that started in that room. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know they're, they're gold. They mm-hmm. they always work. If you can make a comic laugh, you can make anybody laugh. Mm-hmm. You know that, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, um, so that that's how I that's how I got into comedy. And that so that's the 2003 is when you're doing that. Right? No, this is late 2002. Because I started okay. my I, it's January 2003 mm-hmm. is what I can. So oh, that's right. Because you so, said yeah, yeah, your showcase. So this, and you're yeah. no longer just an open mic. Exactly. Okay, so okay. I I had I had I wasn't I wasn't you know polished or great or anything like that. You know mm-hmm. I was. You know, maybe six months in. Yeah. Maybe actually more like probably more like two or three months because I think I started in like November of '02 mm-hmm. and just did. Uh, I was doing open mics. It was a mic every night of the week in New York. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I did. I did a mic every night, and I you know I got like seven minutes of solid material, mm-hmm. and I was the I was one of the first comics to go up in our little special. We had me and Ray Payton was the first one. It might have been Christian Finnegan. Uh, Ray Payton passed away a few years back, and mm-hmm. you know he, he was one of the funniest dudes I ever met. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, he was. He said uh, one of the quotes I use with, from him all the time is that actors, our comics are just actors that don't get along well with others. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are. We, I mean, the, you think mm-hmm. about it, we're we're the writer, we're the director, we're the producer, we're the uh, you know our own manager, our own agent until we need them. Mm-hmm. You know, until we get that that heat. You know. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, there was so that was. I mean, we had a lot of comics that were on that they, that started on that show. That became like there's a girl named Sarah, Sarah Schaefer. She she was one of the comics on the show. Yeah. She actually um she was a com- uh, she did comedy music back then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Handful of comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So you so this is so this is when you're starting in New York. Yeah. So I'm in New York. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, again, I went to school. I went. I moved up there in '98. Mm-hmm. Okay. To start as a, as a, as a, as an actor, I went mm-hmm. to I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Yeah. So after this, you know, nine eleven, everything, and I'm, I you know went audition for the uh, for the um the 
improv group, mm -hmm. there was a handful of us that didn't want to pay the $20 anymore, so we mm -hmm. broke off and made our own improv group. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we did the show. We called mm -hmm. it mm Comedy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and the logo was like, it looked like a... a um, uh, Campbell's mm -hmm. soup can, ah, mm. and it said mm, comedy. <laughs> yeah, because it was on Monday night. And, yeah. You know, it was it was, it was kind of cool. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And now one of my one of the one of my buddies uh, that was in the group, he's actually. Have you ever did you ever see that show on the CW called Beauty and the Beast? No. Okay, you know of it though. You, yeah, you've heard of it. Yeah. Well, he was like the best friend to the Beast. Mm -hmm. He's like a major character. Like the, you yeah. know how they usually have four major characters. Yeah. He was one of the four. Mm -hmm. Um, and now he's actually. I think he just wrapped the season, the last, the newest season of the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So okay, he's yeah. he's a, he's a solid working actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another comic. The, another person who was in that show is um is that she she went she started becoming she's a um casting director now. Mm -hmm. And she actually, the, you know, that audition I had for that movie that was in, down in Miami. I told you oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 she got me. She got me the audition for. That. Okay. I didn't get the part, but you yeah. know, she got me audition for it. Yeah. So yeah, so she's established. Uh, she's been doing that for like 13, 14 years now. So yeah. she's a, a well-respected casting director mm -hmm. in the city. So, so, so I'm just trying to get a timeline for once you were, because my understanding uh -huh. is by the time you left New York, you were at one point one of the people managing okay the club so, in New York. yeah so so, so this what is was, your trajectory in stand-up while you're in this New York is like you? like i said the first the first my birthday is january 603 mm -hmm. by january february of 08 is mm -hmm. when i moved back here mm -hmm. so that five years i was i worked at two i worked at a club called ha comedy club mm -hmm. which was probably where i got i'm gonna be honest with you if i have to if i have to pinpoint where i got you know, most of my, my experience, most of my practice, most mm -hmm. of, you know, what makes me, me mm -hmm. on stage, I got it. Ha. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, a sh it was, there was a showroom. Well, they had two showrooms. Mm -hmm. It was, um, it was funny cause it was on, uh, 46th street between eighth and ninth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which is called restaurant row. Mm -hmm. So if you walked almost to the end of restaurant row on the right hand side, there was this little brownstone. That you walk inside and it's got a it's got a bar and all the way in the back it's got a showroom mm -hmm. and then upstairs was the second showroom mm -hmm. and then they and then right outside of that they had like part of a like it looked like a studio apartment mm -hmm. that was their like office mm -hmm. and it was and then everything else in there was pretty much a Filipino uh, brothel okay uh, right <laughs> Filipino transvestite brothel oh <laughs> and we used to watch guys come up there and. Um, some of them knew, and then other ones didn't know. And discovered in real time. Yeah, yeah. So we would just sit there and watch. We could tell who was what. You know what I mean? We could tell which ones knew and which ones didn't. Because one, mm -hmm. some of them would walk, and it was up up the stairs, right next. Like the club was here, mm -hmm. and then the stairs was right next to where we would have to smoke. We were smoking, mm -hmm. so we walked. We'd see the guys walk up to the stairs and look up and go. <sighs> <laughs> and then walk up the stairs. Those guys knew. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they 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 felt dirty. So that's why they they, they sat, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then there was guys that would run out with their, their clothes in their hands. And they didn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you saw these, if you saw these 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 ladies, Lady, whatever, they, yeah. the, these lady boys, yeah. they, they, I mean, they were good. They were good. <laughs> I, they, I mean, look, if you didn't know, you didn't, you know, it's an honest mistake. Yeah. They were that good. Yeah. It's like uh, Tom Rhodes has a joke. He said the the most beautiful woman I've ever seen was a was a uh, Thai a Thai man. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, that was that room, that club had two showrooms. So, and they started, and they were they catered to the to the um, to the tourists because mm-hmm. what we did was they would put us out in the streets mm-hmm. in Times Square mm-hmm. with flyers, and we would put our initials or some sort of marking on the flyers that mm-hmm. determined that it was us. Mm-hmm. And the tickets cost seven dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. and we got two of those dollars. The house got five. Mm-hmm. So for every person we got in, we got two dollars. Mm-hmm. And some of us would, I mean, me personally, I, I was making an extra grand a month. Oh wow, Jesus! Yeah. Sitting out there, yeah. Well, so I'd go out five hundred people, yeah. Yeah, well, I'd be out yeah. there. I'd be out there every day. Mm-hmm. You know, every day that I, I mean, I was I was emceeing the weddings and the bar mitzvahs because mm-hmm. I stepped away from the desk job. Mm-hmm. I started doing this, mm-hmm. and so I would do that. And I was getting for that. I was getting five hundred dollars a pop. For mm-hmm. the for the gigs, I would still do the sales calls, mm-hmm. which I got you know like ten percent of whatever I sold, mm-hmm. and our smallest package went out for three grand. Mm-hmm. So I was getting three hundred dollars off a, off a sale a minimum, mm-hmm. and then I was getting five hundred dollars for the gigs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which was a four hour gig, so yeah. it was pretty good money. Yeah, you know. So anytime I wasn't doing that, I mm-hmm. was in the streets handing out flyers. So I was mm-hmm. I was out. That was my job. Mm-hmm. You know. So and then we get five minutes of stage time, mm-hmm. and the cool thing was. Is that like I said? They had two showrooms, and they did they did shows every hour on the half hour. Mm-hmm. So the sh- the first show would start downstairs at six thirty, mm-hmm. and then you go upstairs for seven thirty, eight thirty downstairs, nine thirty upstairs, ten thirty downstairs. So they didn't have 11, to rotate 30, the room, right? They could just send 11, people yeah, eleven thirty, twelve thirty downstairs, and and on Fridays and Saturdays it'd be one thirty upstairs. No. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so you had a chance to do, was it, uh, 6 30, 7 30, 8 30, 9 30, 10 30, 11 30, 12 30. So you seven had seven shows yeah. that they did. So you had the opportunity to do at least four of those shows a night. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that's like, I mean, literally, I, I would do more open, more, I'd get more stage time in one night than most people around the country get all week. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then once they, you know, saw that I was, you know, pretty good at what I did, mm-hmm. I was likable, I was personable, I was, you know, high energy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would keep me back mm-hmm. and let me open the first show mm-hmm. or the next show mm-hmm. and then get out in the streets. Mm-hmm. So I was sometimes able to do at least six, five to six, maybe all seven of those shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because of my energy. Yeah. So... Um, and then eventually I got moved up to host mm-hmm. and that's where I kind of excelled there was at the hosting position because I, again, doing bar mitzvahs and stuff like that, having mm-hmm. the improv background, mm-hmm. it was easy to kind of communicate with an audience and, mm-hmm. you know, do some crowd work, bring them in and then get the show started. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I got a lot of my, of my background. That's mm-hmm. where, I, where I got a lot of my, my, my practice, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I attribute that to a lot of my, you know, cause that, that place was invaluable as mm-hmm. far as learning you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i got in there probably i want to say probably about six months after my comedy birthday mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah. i've been in i technically been in it for like seven or eight months you know by the time i got that gig mm-hmm. uh but i you know really only six months as a, as a real working comic you know yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't get it twisted. I still did open mics, mm-hmm. but I wasn't an open micer because people were booking me, yeah. giving me, you know, either I was I was getting ho- booked as a host a lot mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah. Um, you know, and by the time I left in 08, I worked every club in the city with the exception of uh, of of um, uh, Dangerfields. Mm-hmm. I never worked Dangerfields. That's mm-hmm. the only place I never worked. I got even yeah. got to work Pips. Yeah, <laughs> which is like probably it was the oldest at that time. It was the oldest club 
in the city. Mm-hmm. It was out in, way out in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at that time, you know, it was all Russians and stuff like that. <laughs> this is where Dice Clay started. This mm-hmm. is where, uh, this is where uh, actually Rodney Dangerfield got his mm-hmm. comeback was yeah. there at, mm-hmm. at, at, at Pips. Yeah. So who did who did you get to meet in your, because I mean, if you're looking at 2000, We're talking, you know, early, yeah, 2000s early 2000s New York, yeah. that's a lot of the people that are hitting big now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, you know, I like I said before, I used to share a cab with Joe DeRosa, mm-hmm. uh, Big J. Okerson. We'd see him all. I'd see him everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had uh, Bill Burr used to come by the club that I managed. So, back to where we were talking about mm-hmm. the managing. I used to, So, once I left Ha, a friend of mine had bought the what's not, what was known at that time as Boston Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. He had gotten, he had bought into it. Because mm-hmm. um, Barry Katz... Uh, used to own it. That's why it was the Boston Comedy Club because he was originally from Boston. Mm-hmm. He found Dane Cook. He found Jay Moore. He got. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave a lot of people a big. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see that Chappelle show where he was? A, he pushed the guy in the wheelchair down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. supposed to be Barry Katz. That was a. Oh, le- right. that, was, that was that was based on him. That was based on yeah, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. That was based on Barry Katz. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so he'd been around forever. Mm-hmm. So, uh. My but what happened was is the, the the bar downstairs changed management. Like there was a bartender, I guess who had saved up enough money or got enough capital that he mm-hmm. bought the bar from the old owner. Mm-hmm. And the whole time that Barry Katz had uh, had Boston Comedy Club, he wasn't paying rent mm-hmm. because they served their alcohol. They mm-hmm. downstairs mm-hmm. S- supplied the alcohol, so they got one hundred percent of the alcohol. He got one hundred percent of the door. Mm-hmm. There was no rent, no nothing. Yeah. So the new guy took over, mm-hmm. wanted to charge Barry rent. Mm-hmm. Barry's like fuck that mm-hmm. he took his marquee down and everything uh-huh. like have you ever seen that show uh, Crashing mm-hmm. okay you know the place where he barks mm-hmm. that's the Boston Oh right. that's the uh-huh. Boston that's mm-hmm. the, and oh my god did that not look exactly the fucking same as the real Boston they, they recreated that motherfucker yeah, yeah it was crazy mm-hmm. uh, marquee and all it was crazy mm-hmm. but uh, I was essentially in that uh, I was Dove David off <laughs> you know, in that same yeah. situation, I was mm-hmm. the guy that was because um, when once my friend had taken it over, mm-hmm. he changed the name to Comedy Village, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was basically the I was basically the the weekday manager. So Sunday through Thursday, I was managing the place, mm-hmm. you know, booking the shows, making things shit happen, you know, da 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 da. And then on sat- Fridays and Saturdays, I was the house MC. Mm-hmm. So I got to meet a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. Rachel Feinstein, uh, Marina Franklin. Uh, you had, uh, uh, like I said, uh, Jim Norton used to come over and work. I saw Jim Norton work out a Letterman spot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over there. I, um, fucking Patrice stopped by a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had uh, D- 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 um, Nero, uh, Dante. Dante. Dante Nero, Nero was there all the time. Yeah, like he and you know, he and I became friends and stuff. You know, like yeah. yeah. So it was it was really interesting to see. I mean, it, it, I mean, there was even um, <laughs> I I remember when da- uh, Damon Wayans Jr. Mm-hmm. was actually came was started his started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. He he went by the name of Kyle Green, and mm-hmm. Will Savance was bringing him around, mm-hmm. and I was like, he looks familiar, mm-hmm. you know, because he looked just like his daddy. Yeah, right. So um, the whole time he was coming around because he didn't want to mm-hmm. he didn't want to get um merit based on his father's name so mm-hmm. he went by a different name mm-hmm. just so he could prove to himself mm-hmm. you know that he had what it took and then there was one night where they had uh remember premium blend 
on Comedy mm-hmm. Central. No. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those late yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like they, it was like it was basically like a, a comedy showcase. You'd yeah. have like you know three or four comics, it and there was, was a big name host. Yeah. Like one one year it was Harlan Williams, another year. So the la- the last season of it, it was mainstream Damon Def Jam, basically. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it, you, I mean, you only had it was kind of like a it was kind of like an establishing open mic. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like mm-hmm. you had these guys who had been working real hard. Mm-hmm. They got up there, they got a TV credit. Mm-hmm. You had a big name host, you know, yeah. hosting it. And so the last season was Damon Wayans, mm-hmm. and so the owner of the place had been begging Will to bring Damon by. Mm-hmm. So they wrapped the Damon, they wrapped the premium blend, mm-hmm. and uh, Damon Wayans came by with with Will. You're talking about Will Sylvans. Will Sylvans. Which I didn't realize. So I didn't realize that you knew Will. I know Will. So yeah. Will is the one that put me on at the cellar when I went to New York. That's what's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Will, Will, Will was, Will was a hustler, boy. Mm-hmm. Will 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 Sylvans, I mean, he was working the cellar, but he was all, he would come over and do our show. He bounced mm-hmm. around. He he did everything. I mean, yeah. like he had this. Yeah, his his big bit was about uh, his, the way his father talked. Why you do this? Why you do this? Because <laughs> uh, he's Haitian. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will, why you do this? Why 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 why? <laughs> but uh, if, if I mean, in fact, now every, every almost every other clip you see from the comedy cellar now mm-hmm. has him in it, some yeah. way, shape, or form, standing on stage talking to other comics. Yeah, because he runs the um the so there was Wednesday nights, Fat Black Pussycat or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. he does that Wednesday nights with Cipher Sounds. Who oh yeah, the okay, famous yeah. DJ. From oh yeah, no Cipher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cipher used to. He, he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's been through in comedy like yeah. too forever. Like he. Yeah. So they they run that show, um, and it's cool because they. It was a little awkward for me because they, you cut you go up, you do your set, and then they come up on stage with you and just have like a chit chat, uh-huh. and then they bring up the next comic and they do that over and over. Oh yeah, over that's over cool. Again, that's you know? cool. Yes, yeah, I mean, and so, it's something different because, yeah. you know, that's God knows that everybody goes, you know, everybody goes to the cellar and like that. It's just yeah. comic after comic, and it's kind of yeah. cool. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. So yeah, so they. I mean, I've seen clips with Rachel Feinstein, Sam Morrill, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a bunch of different people. But but yeah, so Will Will brought Damon over because mm-hmm. Will was his, Will was Damon's opener. Oh, see, I, yeah, I don't for know a while, that. for yeah. a while back. I mean, it was him and 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 Todd Todd um, Lynn mm-hmm. and Todd Lynn, God rest his soul. Um, he, he basically got, uh, he was the Farrah Fawcett to Michael Jackson mm-hmm. as far as when Patrice died. Cause like, yeah, Todd Lynn died like a week before Patrice. And then when mm-hmm. Patrice died and they both died of the same thing for yeah. the complications with diabetes. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but Todd, Todd was, he was, he was a DJ. He was a, uh, a DJ on hot 97 for a minute. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of heat for some shit. Like the, 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 the like the main hosts mm-hmm. had him write a song. Uh, you know, parody song, yeah. and he got he oh, caught a lot of heat for that shit. Familiar. Yeah, it was something about the tsunami or something. Yes, like I that. know what you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it was something about, about the tsunami yeah. or whatever. And Todd caught fucking hell and got fired from <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, Hot 97 because story. of it. And he that dude had so many development deals. It was, it was about the tsunami victims. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Todd. Like, yeah, there, there was some lyric. About yeah. the like, I can't remember a kid watching his mom float away or some like horrible. It was line. something horrible. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. And he lost his whole career. That's right. I remember that story. Yeah. So he um he would come by too uh, to the club and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he it was either Will Savance or Todd Lynn that was opening for Damon because mm-hmm. he was uh, uh, Todd was actually a, he had a, a recurring role on uh, my wife my wife and kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um anyways, this particular night. Damon comes by with Will, and mm-hmm. he's got you know Damon Junior with him. Mm-hmm. And of course, I know him as Kyle Green or whatever his name yeah. was. 
And so uh, I bring him on stage. Uh, they want, I was hosting that mm-hmm. night. So I bring, you know, uh, Damon Jr. on as mm-hmm. Kyle Green because that's mm-hmm. what he asked me to do. Yeah. But they had just come from uh, the premium blend tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they all had the, their lanyards and credentials yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. And it said Damon Jr. on it. Yeah. <laughs> so while he's on stage, the, the people in that club are close enough yeah. to where they can read the shit that's on mm-hmm. your And they're like, you Damon Wayne. Like, like they, <laughs> they, they figured it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, obviously I bring up Damon Wayans and he does, you know, like an hour or whatever he did. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got to meet him. I got to, you know, there was a lot of people I got to meet mm-hmm. just because I was right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, in fact, like one of the... One of the ones I remember the most is I think I've told you this story a million yeah. times, but uh, I got to get high with I got to uh, you know share some weed with uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to tell that yeah, story? Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, no, dude. Just you know, just, we're, we got a podcast. Just over that. Yeah. yeah, just 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 move on. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so the that that particular night, um, like I said, this was like um, what was this like oh seven maybe. It was like late 06, early 07. Or no, no, no. It was October. It was either October 06 or October 07. He had, he had left. He had already left Chappelle show. He had already left Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. He This was him. He had just come back from Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this was the first stop he made. Because this club, although mm-hmm. it's not the same name, it's the same you know stage and everything else, yeah. this is his first club he ever did when he moved to New York City. Mm-hmm. From when, D.C. When he was... When he was like 18, 19 yeah, years old. Because he started at 14. Yeah, yeah in, in, in D.C. DC and then he started with yeah. Tony Woods. He used to take yeah, yeah. him around mm-hmm. to different clubs because he was friends with... Uh, Tony was friends yeah. with his mom or something I don't work like with that. Tony Woods because he's in, my, in Miami now. Oh, is he? A bunch of stuff. Well, I don't know if he lives in Miami, but I think he, I've I think seen he gets, him yeah, I think he gets around. a bunch of stuff in my, at the Miami Improv. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I haven't Tony, worked with him yet. Yeah, yeah, I love Tony, man. Tony yeah. is so fucking good. I saw... Let me Before I tell you the Chappelle story, so the first time... One of the first time would. Well, not the first time, but like one of the most memorable times I ever saw Tony Woods on stage. Mm-hmm. It was in the in the dead of winter. Mm-hmm. It was cold as shit outside. He comes in. He got a park. He's got like this park on. And, mm-hmm. You know, you know, black people don't like the cold. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he got this park on with his backpack and everything like that. And you know, he he asked me, you know, do stage time. Of course, and it's mm-hmm. Tony Woods. Of course, I'm gonna give yeah. him stage time. You like legend. So I, I put him on stage. And he goes up there with his backpack because he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna bring this up here because I don't trust y'all motherfuckers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he literally goes and he stands there. He's got his hands in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Never, I mean, and you got to understand, it's like probably like one, like twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on a random Tuesday, mm-hmm. okay. And there's like maybe six people in the in the audience, mm-hmm. but he wants to go up anyways. So he goes up there, he puts the bag down, puts his hands in his pocket, never takes the microphone out of the goddamn stand. Not <laughs> once does he touch the mic. He kills six people, literally murders six people. The lady, there was one lady in the audience that asked him to stop or just give her a minute because her stomach was hurting that much. And you have to understand also, Dante Nero, uh, 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 Greer Barnes, mm-hmm. uh, the whole, all these people are sitting on the outsca- out, outer mm-hmm. ring of this club yeah. just watching the master at work. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, I've never seen anybody murder without with, with that little effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you've ever seen him, if you ever get to watch him, mm-hmm. you'll see the similarity between 
the the Dave, Dave Chappelle's cadence mm-hmm. and kind of the, the tonality. Style, yeah, it's, yeah it, it's not the same, mm-hmm. but it's similar. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like the the similarity between uh, Dave Attell and Big J Okerson. There's mm-hmm. a lot of similarity there, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. They've got their yeah. own distinct style, yeah. but they're both from DC. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you know, he used to tour. They used to tour around together, and mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool. I don't know if you saw the Kennedys honors. Yeah, when he when he, he gave props up, to yeah. fucking Tony, yeah. I was like, "Damn, that's cool as shit." Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the Chappelle story. <laughs> so um, it's October um, of, like I said, either '06 or '07, and I know it's October because it's it's uh, Columbus Day weekend, mm-hmm. and the club itself is like right around right right across the street from NYU. Mm-hmm. So we knew the kids were gonna have Monday off, so we said, you know what? We're gonna try to do two shows. We're trying to do mm-hmm. a nine o'clock show and an eleven o'clock show. Mm-hmm. And so we get the nine o'clock show going, mm-hmm. and it was about twenty five people in there, and we mm-hmm. sold like ten or eleven tickets for the next show, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so we do the show. It's about maybe ten fifteen. You know, I put mm-hmm. Mike Vecchione. He's mm-hmm. he's another comic that's kind of making mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. That that it was like up and coming then with yeah. me. So we put Mike Mike Vecchione on, and uh, he's up on stage, and I go out to have a cigarette because you got to go outside at this mm-hmm. point, you know. So I'm standing outside having a cigarette, and here comes Dave rolling up on a skateboard. <laughs> That's just what he did when he was in the yeah. city. He just rolls up. He goes, "Hey, man!" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Dave!" I'd met him like once before. You know, yeah. he stopped by. He's like, "Hey, man! Uh, you got these guys got a show going on?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, Dave, we got a definitely, yeah." He's like, "How many people you got?" I was like, "Like twenty five. He's like, "That sounds perfect." <laughs> I was like, oh, you want to go on? Okay, well, yo, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to try to tell him we're trying to do a second show. I mean, yeah. this is Dave Spelling. What's going mm-hmm. on stage? I'm going to put his ass on stage. Yeah. Right? So I go up, put the light on. And for the light, anybody listening that doesn't know what the light is, the light is what tells the comic that they, they got two a minute or two minutes to get off stage, mm-hmm. wrap everything up, and get out of there. Now, Mike had been on stage like maybe a, maybe three minutes okay <laughs> and he gets the light mm-hmm. and now the way the club is set up from the stage you can see the front door and out into the foyer mm-hmm. like which was really just the steps that lead lead up to the club mm-hmm. and you can see out that window mm-hmm. who's in the hallway yeah so dave's out there you know he's smoking a cigarette and shit like that and so mike gets he's kind of pissed at first he's like did you just give me the light i mean i've only been up here like three Oh, is that, ladies and gentlemen? That's my time. Thank you very much. Good night. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's the kind of respect that he got. You yeah. know that he, he he commanded. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So he gets off stage. I go up on stage, and uh, I, I like you know, ladies and gentlemen, this next comic needs no introduction. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to try to give him one. Put your hands together for the one, the only, Mr. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And there was some asshole in the audience is like bullshit. And Dave goes, now, nigga, it's me. (laughs) He goes on stage and he does four and a half hours, Uh. hours on stage, four and a half hours, Mm -hmm. which this was that time. This was the time where um, him, I don't know if you remember, like early 2000s, him and Dane Cook were going back and forth to see who could do the most time on stage. Mm -hmm. And this was this was the catalyst. This was the jump off point Mm -hmm. because he was, like I said, he was up there for four and a half hours. Now, as the manager of the place, I go outside and start telling everybody on the street Dave Spells on stage because mm-hmm. I'm going to pack this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, go out there and there's I'm charging 20 a head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm telling people like Dave Spells on stage. They're like, bullshit. I was like, dude, okay, tell you what. You give me $20, you walk to the top of the stairs. If Dave Spells not on stage, <laughs> I'll give you 40 on your way out. 
<laughs> so I end up packing this place. I get another mm -hmm. hundred people in the place and twenty mm -hmm. ahead. So I make it an, an extra two thousand mm -hmm. dollars at the door in the first forty five minutes that he's on stage. Mm -hmm. I had no idea he was going to be on stage four and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I would charge thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. So they, uh, I so I call the I call the owner. You know, I tell him is like, hey man, uh, Dave showed up. I packed the place out. Da da da. He's like, what? He said, why didn't you call me, Dave? I was like, dude, did you hear what I said? I just packed the place out. I made an extra two grand. Mm -hmm. yeah, what you want me to do? You want me to make money or make a phone call? Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, all right, well, tell you what. Just take 15 of that, give it to Dave, mm -hmm. and then we'll meet tomorrow. We'll, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll settle up, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, no worries. So, um, you know, he does, like, like I said, four and a half hours. The first hour and a half was like a master class. Mm -hmm. Like, as a comic, just watching him, just like... Mm -hmm. You just knew that you were not a good comic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just watching it. Like, mm -hmm. have you seen that clip about uh, 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 Hart, Kevin Hart talking about him and yeah, Chris yeah, Rock at the cellar, and they just crumbled up their shit, threw it away because mm -hmm. what the fuck, mm -hmm. right? So Dave goes up there, just you know, working without a net, no notes, no nothing. He's up mm -hmm. there just bullshitting with people. He's taking like not necessarily requests from the audience, but asking mm -hmm. them what he, what they want him to talk about. Mm -hmm. Some dude yelled some shit out that was in the newspaper. I can't even remember the bit, but it was in the newspaper that day. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he does 10 minutes with callbacks on, <laughs> on this. I'm like, dude, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just so confident, but yet so cool, calm, and collect. You know, just like he is on the specials, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just like, it was amazing. And so, it gets done with the show, and, you know, we're wrapping up, and um, I go, uh, you know... Everybody leaves. I go to pay him. He's like, man, I just turned down $50 million. What the hell I want your money for? <laughs> He's like, but if you got some weed, I'll smoke it. <laughs> I was like, okay. I just happened to have some weed in the office. So, you know, we went back to the office. It was me and him. I think Greer Barnes was there. Angelo Lozada. And one, one, maybe, I think Andrew Schultz was there, too, because he used to work at the club, too. Mm -hmm. um, that's another one that is blowing up right yeah. now that you, he used to work. I mean, Amy, I fired Amy Schumer from barking at that club, too. <laughs> so, you know, it, a lot yeah. of people haven't met. Um, so we're sitting back there, and he's telling... Now, you remember the first one of the first specials he did where he's talking about the book Pimp? Mm -hmm. And he's talking about the bottom bitch and all yeah. of that. He's telling us that story that night. And right. this is 15 years prior to that Netflix special. Yeah. I mean, he it was polished by the time he, you know, got yeah. it on Netflix. But he was telling us, I mean, basically he was spilling his guts that night about mm -hmm. why he left and what he what he did and mm -hmm. how he felt like, you know, it was, it was so much pressure to be funnier than the next, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like to top, how do you top the blind racist? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's something that, like, like nobody thought of all these years. Mm -hmm. But how do you top that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, he's telling us all this stuff. And, and then at the end of the night, when all is said and done, when he's getting ready to leave, he's like, hey, he's like, I'm going to tell, tell the owner that you gave me that money, so you keep it, all right? So he let me keep 50. Huh? He paid my rent that week, that <laughs> month. Yeah. yeah. So so that's when I'm, that's why, you know, if anybody talks shit about Dave, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you, you don't even know the real man, mm -hmm. you know? Because it, it didn't matter about anything. It was just, it, he was just a good dude. I mean, that four and a half, the, like I said, the first hour and a half was a master class. Mm -hmm. The last three hours was just like, he was King Kong. And be like, I got the biggest dick in the room. You know, <laughs> he, was, he was, you know, taking people's phones and like calling their friends and leaving messages and shit. <laughs> he called, he called Chris Tucker, put him on speakerphone while he was on stage. <laughs> I mean, it was shit like that. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was a memory that none of those people could buy for a million dollars on eBay. Yeah. You know what I mean? This mm -hmm. is a memory that they'll never get again. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was amazing it mm -hmm. was just amazing yeah. yeah that's awesome so well <laughs> we're 40 minutes in <laughs> we okay. haven't left new york <laughs> but <laughs> okay so so well what i wanted to ask you about was you came down here 
in back to Brevard County. Came back to Brevard County in 08. And, and there's nothing was, here. There's nothing here. I mean, I for, well, for the first six months, I was kind of depressed because I had to move back into my parents' house, living mm-hmm. in the same bedroom I grew up in. I was just like, ah. And then I put on 80 pounds in the first year, you know. Mm-hmm. So for the first six months, I'm just like, just not, I didn't do anything. I didn't get mm-hmm. on stage. I didn't do nothing. And then I was just like, man, I got to snap out of this. I got to get out of this bubble. So I started looking at, you know, where the open mics were and stuff like that. So I started, I started going over to the other bar mm-hmm. over in Orlando. Orlando. Mm-hmm. And when I go over there to the other bar, it's like, you know, it's, a, it's an hour, you know, one way. So it's two hours round trip plus gas and tolls. And mm-hmm. I met like three or four people over there that were from over here, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I was like, really? You guys look like, why don't we put together our own shit? Mm-hmm. And, you know, them being New Jacks, they were like, we can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and the thing was, is that nobody here in Brevard had put together any kind of open mic or comedy mm-hmm. or, you know, novice comedy mm-hmm. show um, at all. So the, the, the bars, the businesses around here were excited about it, but they mm-hmm. didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we would run, uh, you know, I would run an open mic, you know, at like, did it one at Slow and Low? We did one at um, a couple different places around here, mm-hmm. and they just they just didn't really catch because mm-hmm. people didn't understand, mm-hmm. and the owners were just like, you know, oh well, we're not, you know, we're not getting audiences, so mm-hmm. we do it for like a month or two, and then they mm-hmm. cut us. You know yeah. what I mean? So we had to bounce around a couple of times, stuff like that, and then this new place, uh, open mics, mm-hmm. uh, popped up. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this new, it was Florida Discount Music, and the guy had ter- taken, the Mike De La Chapa had mm-hmm. taken his storage space, turned it into a cafe with a little stage on it, and he mm-hmm. called it Open Mics because his name was Mike, and it was spelled just like his name, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so they would have, they were planning on having music there because they're a music store. So we go, there was nine of us. There was uh, me, there was Shira, there was uh, Gunny, there was Ed Cologne, there was Chris Green, um, there was uh, David Allen. Um, there was, uh, uh, who else was there? There was, uh, uh, Craig Chamberlain, um, and a couple other ones Mm -hmm. I can't think of. And then me and then one other one. Uh, so we went down there and we basically pretty much hijacked this open mic, Mm -hmm. right? On a Wednesday night. Yeah. And we go down there, and like there's musicians there, but the musicians stayed, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. The the book the, the, um, the the employees were loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was enjoying the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, the only thing was, the owner wasn't there that night. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 employees were like, hey, you got to come back, you know, some other time when the owner when the owner's here, mm-hmm. so he can see you. you guys will love. He'll love you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so we thought about it. We went back down there one more time. The owner was there. And uh, and he, he did. He loved it. And he mm-hmm. came up to me. He's like, hey, how would you like to do this, you know, uh, like every Wednesday? I was like, ah, well, you know, I'll talk to the guys. We'll think mm-hmm. about it. He's like, well, I'll pay you the host. I was like, all right, wh- wh- Wednesday you want to start? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we started, I think it was the first Wednesday in January of mm-hmm. uh, 2013. And, you know, we ran for, well, I ran it for six years, mm-hmm. you know. And then yeah. in 2020 is when the, everything mm-hmm. went all Everything went to hell, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. So that's we were. I mean, it ran for almost for pretty much seven years. Yeah, I mean that that was, and it, it's it's weird because you know we're biased, but I've traveled the state of Florida doing stand up enough to know that it was the best independent room in the state of Florida. There's no non comedy club room right that was 
anywhere well and that's and that's the thing is like when i started it okay i started it and i had experience obviously managing that club in new york Mm -hmm. you know i had experience of managing a club Mm -hmm. so i was running it like it was a club Mm -hmm. i was trying to give these guys everybody that was involved i mean because then once i started it you know we we had you know people like christian moore came on jacoby started with me Mm -hmm. um he was i mean i was the first one to put him on stage him Mm -hmm. jason flores um a bunch of others kind of came in Mm -hmm. and we started building this little scene here Mm -hmm. and um what the thing was is i I was trying to give these guys the same opportunities Mm -hmm. that i had in Mm -hmm. new york Mm -hmm. but you know, here, so they didn't, it down here, but, yeah. but, but, but th- that way they didn't, nobody had to drive two hours round trip, pay gas and tolls mm-hmm. to go do a, a show in a room that you probably won't get any other work out of. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and mostly let's, let's be honest on a Monday night over yeah. at the other room, was, sometimes it was great, but most times it was it's not terrible. so great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the thing was, is I was trying to create a, a place where they could grow, where mm-hmm. they could learn. And I could, you know, I didn't want to, not necessarily that I could teach them, but yeah. I could show them mm-hmm. what I learned, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, and it was, it was, it was a really good room. It was really cool. And, and you know, by the end of it, I had the, the, the way that the, the, the whole show was set up, I create, I was, I set it up this way because every once in a while, every like couple of weeks, every couple of months, I should say, Mike Dale Chapo would come to me and say, all right, we got to change some things up, you know, mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so he challenged me. Mm-hmm. And so I hated it at first. Yeah. But then I kind of got used to it. It was like, okay, well, we got to change this. We got to change mm-hmm. that. So it started as a show up sign up. Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple of racist assholes go up there and say some ignorant shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I got to vet these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it would be like, I created this page where you mm-hmm. had to sign up on it pre. Mm-hmm. And then we created the, uh, and then I realized that people were doing the same material every week. So I was like, okay, you can't go up two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we had too many people. It was getting boring. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so I, I, the, the final product was, I had a host, I had a spotlight set, which is more like a feature set. It was usually mm-hmm. like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I had three or four comics in between, mm-hmm. which had five to seven minutes each. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was a showcase. Yeah. You know, it was like a real showcase. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, is I only, I paid the host and I paid the, uh, the, spotlight. Fee- the spotlight yeah. because... All the money we were getting was coming from a tip jar. It wasn't mm-hmm. they weren't paying a cover, and mm-hmm. we had people there. You know, for you know yeah. that by the end of it, if we had fifty people there on a Wednesday night, it was a slow night. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, everywhere else is like on a Wednesday night. It's like you know, okay, well if they have twenty, they're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it became one of these things where we were making a pretty decent, you know, yeah. decent decent thing. And the reason I set it up that way is because it was try to create an incentive for the local comics mm-hmm. to either A, step up and try to be a host, mm-hmm. or B, write enough material they could do the spotlight set, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of backfired on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, because I didn't, what was cool about open mics and cool about the little scene that we had here is, and that what I think we should be focusing on recreating now that the pandemic is behind us, right. is like a real structure. Because I know when I started, I wasn't aware of how uniquely, like I think this scene is perfect for me to have started. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. I'm I I I genuinely think I was better off starting here than having started in New York. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. I, I I mean, look, I mean, because there was a clear path to getting to the next level. twenty minute, yeah, that right. twenty minute sort of right. mark, right? And doing Steagles. And graduating from Steagles super fast because I was like, this is a fucking 
shit show. And then... Well, it was that. Then, I had that shit show. I also had the uh, the Aurora uh, Billiards Club, which is called Players yeah. Club, and we called it the Ball Busters yeah. uh, Comedy <laughs> Hour because it's pool balls. Yeah. So um, we did that, and then you know those were the two places I'd have on a Monday and Tuesday night that mm-hmm. I would I would be able to see people. Mm-hmm. I'd be able to vet them yeah. before they got onto the uh, open mic stage because yeah. they did the Wednesday night stage, mm-hmm. you know. And it was kind of like you know, and I wasn't trying to be the the key holder and mm-hmm. like a gatekeeper or whatever. Yeah. I was trying to. I was just trying to make sure that the Wednesday night was the best show mm-hmm. that we could possibly put on. Yeah. You know what I mean. Some nights mm-hmm. it was great. Some nights it was mediocre. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but 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 you know, all in all, it was always a good show. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is like I'm I'm starting a Tuesday night room yeah. down at uh, this place called Rooney's mm-hmm. in, uh, in in Palm Bay. It's right on Palm Bay Road. Um, no, I've never heard of it. I had never heard of it until they <laughs> called me. They hit me up on, on Facebook and they were like, yeah. hey, you know, we want to talk to you about doing a comedy show, this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I've also got the, the opportunity, I've got to, I've got to, um, to do a, an actual show there too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do, yeah. I'm gonna, once I start the open mic, I'm going to mm-hmm. get a feel for the place and then we'll figure out what I'm going to do with the show. show. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, it's, it's going to start Tuesday, January 10th mm-hmm. at Rooney's. Um, pl- apparently the place has been around for 41 years, but I'd never heard yeah. of it. Uh, they, they were like, I was like, I asked them, I was on the phone with the lady. I was like, well, where are you guys? You know, mm-hmm. it says Palm Bay road, but I, I don't know where it's at. Yeah. Like, okay. Do you know where pinups is? I was like, yeah, <laughs> which is a, 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 a titty bar. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. like, I hate to say it, but we're, we're right across the street from pinups. I was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went, you know, it's like down by down, what, like right where Palm Bay road is turning into, uh, you, you know, inner sex with us mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. right before the railroad tracks yeah so um so yeah if anybody out there is listening and you get started mm-hmm. tuesday january 10th come out and uh be part of the magic yeah <laughs> the magic I don't know, the history I, I don't know <laughs> yeah but um but no i'm gonna try to run that you know yeah. you know how i run shows yeah. i'm gonna try to run that the same way as i run every other show yeah and i just think that having that sort of structure because i mean what we were talking about before we started recording was you know locally what's exciting is we have a bunch of new brand new starting out comics and i'm looking forward to seeing them actually um, yeah. i'm actually looking forward to seeing those guys but what but what our area here doesn't have is leadership sort of a, uh, yeah well but like a, a tiered system <laughs> where like there's a bunch of open micers mm-hmm. and then there's like me and jimmy and a couple other people who have more experience right um but jimmy's act Credit to Jimmy, he's super involved. Oh no, absolutely <laughs> you know? no, no. Um, and I actually, I, I'm I, not as involved. I told Jimmy, near. yeah, I told Jimmy once he like he he was running the pineapples. Mm-hmm. He's he's running the the beachside uh, retro. Mm-hmm. I told him straight up one night, I was like, dude, you're like you're like the new me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. like this is exactly how I mm-hmm. was when I first started. Yeah, and then you know I pretty much got kicked in the teeth, uh, you know, a couple <laughs> yeah. times by comics that were just yeah. like you know they would go and bitch and moan about you know I, and it's because the age I think it was because of the age gap the mm-hmm. age difference because mm. the way I felt was like I basically was looked at as the stereotypical patriarchy and they were just like you're not my real dad you know what I mean sort of thing and like they wanted to be in charge but mm. the thing was is like so when I was running open mics I noticed like people would see me run open mics and they would do two shows mm. and then go to a venue and try to run their own show Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't invite me. They wouldn't. Not that, not that they needed to, but mm-hmm. they kind of were trying to like do their own thing. Which I, I, I'm all for you doing your own thing. Yeah. But 
You did two shows. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? like, do mm-hmm. I make it look that easy? Yeah. You know, because this, but but mm-hmm. the the thing is, is though, like, a handful of those 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 people actually came back to me mm-hmm. and were like, dude, I just gotta apologize. I didn't realize how much you put into this, how hard, you know, mm-hmm. how much work goes behind mm-hmm. running one of these shows. Yeah. And I was running two or three of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, that was, that's mm-hmm. where my passion is, yeah. you know? And know... it's not hard work mm-hmm. for me. It's just, it is consu- time consuming. Mm-hmm. And if you got a real job or mm-hmm. you got a family and stuff like that, it's going to be, you yeah. know, it becomes make or break impossible. you. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think what our, our scene here locally now needs is that there's a there's a sort of healthy bottom end. Right. You know, um, and then there isn't, but there isn't a full ecosystem okay. because there isn't higher levels on the food chain, people that are around. Right. Because um, I know, I mean, you've been doing it 20 years. Frankie Paul is another guy right. who's local, but... Frankie ain't got time to hang out at open mics with no. you know people. So I wanted him. I, I, was, I was hoping Frankie Paul would come out to open mics when it was open. He, did, yeah, he yeah. never came out. Yeah. One person that did it, try who, who you know did his own thing for a while, and mm-hmm. he's been doing it longer than I have. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Shannon Hall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Shannon uh, Hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shannon Hall also. So like, what's what's so interesting about our local scene is it's so small. Yeah. But people are so uh, sort of segregated. Right. That like. These new comics, a lot of them have never heard of you. They have now because you you know come around to some of the stuff. Hmm. N- never heard of me until I showed up. Never heard of Frankie Paul. Never they, heard of Shannon Hall. They don't know Mike Macy like, either. You probably yeah. don't even know Mike. Mike Macy. Macy, I don't know. Mike yeah. Macy, he lives in Cocoa Beach. He mm-hmm. for a while. He was doing uh, doing a lot of the cruise ships, mm-hmm. and I mean, he 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 bought a house in Cocoa Beach off of cruise ship money. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, now he's kind of he's like I guess he's semi retired or whatever, but he's mm-hmm. been doing this show over at the marina. Yeah. Like he knows uh, uh, Alan over there, mm-hmm. and like he knows Alan from back when Gra- Gregory's was Groucho's. Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Well, I, I knew that history, but yeah, Gregory's yeah. used to be Groucho's, yeah. and then the original Groucho's is. Uh, now it's a, a retirement home, mm-hmm. or like a, a 55 mm-hmm. and up yeah. building right there on yeah. US-1. And it, used, and it used to be a Ramada Inn with Makoto's right there. Yeah. And then Makoto's caught on fire. They moved it to where it is now. But they don't even know Larry Silver. Like there's a whole, it's, yeah. it's so weird that our community. It's probably for the best they don't know. Him, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so small. Yeah. And yet people are so far over here and over here. And what I liked before was there was at least a structure. Like, they understand, okay, way up there right. is closing the night out at open mics. Right. I am here with my little three minutes that I'm trying to get, right. and there's a clear yeah, lineage clear path. of steps. And, and you know? for those, anybody who's listening to this, here's the path. Yeah. I'll, I'll make it real <laughs> short and sweet. You start off, you do the open mics, okay? You do the open mics until you have a solid five minutes. A solid five minutes, they can kill anywhere. Anytime, any place, any audience, a five-minute set that is tight, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you build on that. You build a, a seven-minute set, a ten-minute set, whatever. By the time you get... Now, most... And this is what happens in most comics. Mm-hmm. They think they have this much time, X amount of time, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you they got 15 minutes, which means they only about seven, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. It's about half of what they say they have because, mm-hmm. you know, crowd work... And, I mean, anybody could talk for 15 minutes, but can you be funny for mm-hmm. 15 minutes? That's the question. Mm-hmm. And so once you get your time right, you get, if you have 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes, then you might want to start looking at... 
the hosting. Mm-hmm. And you want to get that hosting in because mm-hmm. a host is going to make you a better comic. Mm-hmm. And because and some of the best hosts out there mm-hmm. are established headlining comics. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I've, you know this. I've always said if I could get paid what I get paid as a headliner mm-hmm. to host, I would host every show I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I love hosting. Mm-hmm. So if you get in love, if you fall in love with hosting, mm-hmm. do that, and it's going to make you a better comic. And then from hosting, you know, you can get guest spots, you can get you know uh, a feature spot eventually, mm-hmm. and then you you move up the ranks through that. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 pretty much. I mean, that's that's the cut and dry of it. It's not mm-hmm. everything, but that's the that's the that's the outline. That's mm-hmm. the timeline. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So last thing before we get out of here. Okay. Your twenty year. Yes. Special. So January 6th at the Funky Dog in the Galley Arts District. Yes. And Chris Robinson will be my opener. I will be open. I'm honored He's, to be there. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I appreciate you. I've seen you, yeah. you, you've, I've seen you grow. I've seen you come from, you know... Steagles. Co- well, I've seen you come from attending open mics and watching a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, Akeem yeah. Woods. Yeah. <laughs> and then you coming back years later and, mm-hmm. and becoming the, the comic you are now. And uh, I'm not going to take credit, but you did take my class. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I'm, I like to think that I had a little bit to do with oh, it. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. um, but, but no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, no, it's, I, I love you, brother. Thank you, so, um, I love you too. So you're going to be open for me. It's, uh, it's going to start, uh, doors open at 7. Mm-hmm. Show's going to start at 8 o'clock. Um, it's, it is a free show. It's, mm-hmm. There's no cover, but you do have to go online. Uh, go to uh, either my Facebook page and find the Eventbrite uh, link, or go on Eventbrite and just type in Duncan J live show live taping or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's at the Funky Dog uh, because I had to change the venue. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, because the other venue wanted to charge me four thousand dollars for one night. <laughs> Did you know that? Did yeah, I yeah, about yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, so I I, went, I was like, dude, can I, I'm trying to get it where it's mm-hmm. not charging anybody because it's right mm-hmm. after the holidays. It's a live taping. I want yeah. as many people as I can in there. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, this venue has a limited seating. Mm-hmm. It's 50 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got about 15 tickets left. So, yeah. if you listen to this, hopefully there's still some tickets left yeah. and you guys can, you know, uh, jump on and get those tickets. So you really, just got to reserve them. And I really think local comics also. Like, it's it, there's no cover, so you don't got to pay. But to be able to come out and see a local person who's here in this area that you can work with and learn from and watch them actually do their full thing. Because one of the things that I, you know, I get all bent out of shape, but I, I let it go now, is that a lot of the like the newer local comics, yeah. they see me go up and try new stuff. Right. At like would, Moon yeah. Room or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the record well, shop. I, I, or I know I know exactly what you're about to say because that used and, to happen to me. And, and yeah. they they don't realize like they, it, it it starts to feel like we're somewhere near the same level. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah cause, I'm just the funniest maybe, guy at yeah. the open mic. Right, right, right. And right. It's like, so no, maybe no, no, they're no, not. No. They're, maybe these jokes don't hit as hard as you want them to hit because yeah. they're brand new and you're working them out. So they think, oh, yeah. well, I could do that. And well, then, yeah. and because I've had the same thing happen, and I take one of them, you know, do a guest spot on where a show where I was on headlining a road show, or, or yeah. a road show, or maybe they were I was bringing them to host or whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. and they're like, holy shit, I've never seen you do a full set, and yeah. I do an hour, you know. Know, do 45 to an hour yeah. and they're like holy shit how wow i've never yeah. seen
seen, <laughs> you know, because you see some of these open micers and they can't even keep an audience for 10 minutes, yeah. you know, seven minutes sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, much less an hour. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's because, you know, there's one of those there's comics that, you know, I was talking about earlier yeah. that gave me a lot of shit, you know, when mm-hmm. I was running open mics. I asked, I asked the comics, this is what I, I had a mentor of mine ask me this. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me one day, he's like, would you pay to see you? Yeah. <laughs> and it changed my whole mentality, my, yeah. my whole approach to what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, you know, I was like, well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You know, and he goes, he goes well, now now you have, no, because I would. You know, that, yeah. was, that was an honest answer. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, now you have to look at those times that you wouldn't pay to see you mm-hmm. and find out why. You know, what you, What are you doing differently from mm-hmm. the times you would pay and the times you wouldn't pay? Mm-hmm. And I asked this one comic that, you know, and he, still, he told me, fuck you, Duncan J. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, as if I was trying to insult him, yeah. you know? And I was like, well, that sums up your entire career, right? Yeah. Fucking there. <laughs> All right. So, January 6th, doors open at? 7. Show starts at 8. It's at the Funky Dog Improv Theater in O'Galley Art District. All right, thank you guys. See you there. I think if you're a local comic and you are not doing anything that night, which let's be honest, most local comics don't have anything to do every night. So you <laughs> it's a Friday there, night, yeah, and, and unless you're ce- and unless you're out. celebrating the insurrection, you should yeah, fucking be yeah, there. You should be there. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Thanks for listening.